I'm Calla Cofield, and you're listening to the Physics Buzz Podcast. Activity in the sun's atmosphere is referred to as solar weather. Solar flares are massive explosions which erupt from the sun's surface and generate solar storms. A solar flare could only last a few seconds or a few minutes, but it releases more energy than the U.S. would consume in one trillion trillion years. It's a lot of energy, maybe more than we can actually comprehend. These great big explosions of radiation and matter have enough oomph to travel 93 million miles through space and collide with Earth. You've seen evidence of solar storms if you've ever seen the auroras, the northern and southern lights. Charged particles released by solar flares strike the Earth's magnetic field and cause these amazing light shows. For most of mankind's history here on Earth, solar weather hasn't been something we've had to worry about. But with our increased use of satellite technology and large-scale electrical grids, solar storms are presenting a serious threat to humans. It's a threat that the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, is currently evaluating, along with groups from other developed nations. Tom Bogdan is director of NOAA's Space Weather Center. In a press conference at the 2011 meeting of the American Association for the Advancement of Science, Bogdan had this to say about the implications of solar weather on our lives. What's at stake and why we're interested in space weather are the advanced technologies that underlie virtually every aspect of our lives. Uh, Things have changed a lot since 2000 when the last solar maximum was, and the next solar maximum will probably occur about 2013 our estimates. What has changed? GPS, it's a critical part of almost everything we do. The ubiquitous need for power, uninterrupted power supply, satellite delivered services. Every time you go into a gas station and purchase a gallon of gas with your credit card, that's a satellite transaction that's taking place. And of course, aviation and communications. We have made our lives increasingly dependent upon these things, which help us to be more efficient, faster, and have more time to do the other things we want to do. But each of them carries certain vulnerabilities to space weather with them. And it is those vulnerabilities and actions that we need to take to safeguard against them that is really the topic of this press conference. Solar storms happen in cycles, and they peak about every 11 years. During peak season, there might be thousands of storms a year. Most of those solar storms won't collide with Earth, and many that do won't have a major impact on us. The largest solar flare in four years, which took place this past February, did interrupt some satellite communication, and airlines flying near the poles chose to redirect their flights for fear that the planes would lose communication and navigation abilities. In 1859, Earth experienced what scientists think was the perfect solar storm. Charged particles ejected from the sun's surface sent electric currents through telegraph wires. The currents were so strong that they started fires in the telegraph offices. Bogdan says a worst-case scenario like the one in 1859 could mean a total loss of GPS communications, power loss or glitches in satellite communication, 
and electric currents like the ones seen in telegraph wires surging through power grids or even finding their ways into oil pipelines. A glitch or a shutdown in any of these things could mainly mean a blip in the conveniences of modern life, but they could also lead to consequences that could cost lives. NOAA and other national agencies are preparing for such an event and have warning systems in place to alert people in industries impacted by them when solar storms are coming our way. To better understand how we might prepare for these solar storms, we need to understand what they are. But we are out of time. So please tune in next week for part two of our Solar Storm podcast. I'm Callie Cofield, and you've been listening to the Physics Buzz podcast. As always, check us out at physicscentral.com and tune in next time. <laughs>